Somehow or other, people today, many people have the impression that Jesus lowered the standards for living an upright and moral life. Uh, but all they'd have to do is listen to today's gospel, and they might be surprised to hear these very words on the lips of Jesus. Nothing could be further from the truth uh, than this idea of Jesus lowering the standards of morality. Jesus tells us flat out, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Far from lowering the standards of morality, Jesus reveals to us today the place where all morality must begin, in the heart. Jesus addresses anger or rage and instructs us not simply to refrain from killing, but even the thought that leads to killing. Jesus addresses adultery and gives us and guides us not simply to refrain from it, but even the lustful thoughts that lead to adultery. Jesus addresses the difficult subject of divorce and drives home just how serious this decision is. People were getting divorced in Jesus' time over burnt meals, and this was actually an acceptable reason to write a bill of divorce. The only reasonable divorce Jesus is teaching us is one where for some reason, the marriage was not lawfully entered into. Jesus is reminding us that the bond of a valid and licit marriage lasts truly until death do us part. Finally, Jesus addresses oath swearing and instructs us not simply to refrain from false oaths or unfulfilled oaths, but calls us as his followers to be so truthful in all of our words that oaths are not even needed to back our statements. In each of these instructions, Jesus is getting into our heart, the place of deliberation and decision-making, and calling us to a new level of integrity and purity of heart. Jesus is also revealing to us how our hearts ought to look, free of rage, free of lustful thoughts, free of thoughts of divorce unless the marriage was unlawful, and free from the need to swear oaths because our word is constantly truthful. Not only is Jesus teaching us this, but he is also revealing his very own sacred heart to us with this instruction. The sacred heart of Jesus is free from these sins of the heart. His sacred heart is the burning furnace of charity, the king and center of all hearts, the delight of all the saints. Jesus is revealing his heart to us, and he's hinting at a profound reality as he does so. He's telling us, that our hearts can and must be made like his. But how will this take place? Through our being transformed by the renewal of our minds and hearts in the power of the Holy Spirit, the word of God, and the sacraments. Namely, through a personal encounter with the living Jesus. Not only does Jesus reveal his heart in the gospel, he's telling us, I give my heart to you. Jesus' sacred heart is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Where can we go to learn about this heart of Jesus and receive his heart? I mentioned where earlier, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the sacraments. And encapsulating these is the experience of prayer. When we lift our minds and hearts to God, warts and all, and experience renewal and a personal encounter with the living Jesus. In a similar vein, I'd like to take a moment to connect these reflections about Jesus' sacred heart to the missions supported by this year's annual Catholic appeal in the Diocese of San Diego. 
This year, the diocese is supporting four main missions with the funds that each parish contributes. These four missions are Catholic schools, clergy and seminarian support, faith formation, and Catholic charities. Each of these four missions ought to, ha ought to be a place where men and women and children not only learn about the Sacred Heart of Jesus, but actually get to encounter the fullness of mercy and truth in this divine heart as well. For this reason, I ask that as you contribute to this year's annual Catholic appeal, that you also back up your generous giving with a commitment of prayer. We want children in our Catholic schools, and in all schools really, to encounter Jesus Christ in a real and personal way. So please pray for this mission. We want our clergy and seminarians to be men with hearts like Jesus' own sacred heart. So again, please pray for this mission as you support it financially. We want all who engage in experiences of faith formation to encounter the love of the heart of Jesus. So once more, please pray for this mission as you sacrifice to support it. And lastly, we want the men, women, and children who both work for and benefit from Catholic charities to experience the fullness of mercy and truth, which can be found only in the sacred heart of Jesus. So please pray for this mission as well. These are the four missions supported by this year's annual Catholic appeal, Catholic schools, clergy and seminarian support, faith formation, and Catholic charities. St. Pius X parishioners, all of you, have been extremely generous in your giving to the annual Catholic appeal in years past. I'm not worried about your giving again this year, but I would like to call all of us to a renewed experience of financial sacrifice supported by prayer. Jesus is revealing his heart to us, and he's telling us that our hearts can and must be made like his. So let us commit anew to our life of prayer when we lift our minds and hearts to God. Let us also commit to supporting and praying for these particular missions in the Diocese of San Diego, Catholic schools, clergy and seminarian support, faith formation, and Catholic charities. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thine. Amen.